Welcome to Social Anxiety Solutions, your journey to social confidence. My name is Sebastian van der Schrier, and I'm an ex-social anxiety disorder sufferer. And I've taken a bit of a different route than the mainstream approach of change your thoughts, be mindful, and face your fears, because that approach didn't work for me. Instead, I found a technique called EFT, which falls under a new and emerging field called energy psychology. And using that technique, as well as the help of some brilliant therapists, I've been able to become anxiety-free. And I enjoy social situations. Now, that's possible for other people as well. However, that's a bit difficult to believe typically. So that's why I, um, you know, maybe six months ago started to interview some of my uh, former clients, the one that actually wanted to share. And I released two podcasts with interviews um, already, but, uh, you know, I found another one who wants to share, which is great. Now, usually on this podcast, I interview psychologists, healers, coaches, scientists, researchers, authors, uh, psychotherapists, um, but in this episode, you'll, you'll hear from a former client who went from feeling extreme anxiety Whenever he was the center of attention and wherever he had to do any kind of performance, uh, you know, know, when he was observed or whenever he was in a kind of performance situation, he rated his anxiety 10 out of 10, total mayhem. And he went from that to feeling totally calm and confident speaking publicly in three sessions. Now, um, if this is the first time you hear from me, I want to give you a a real brief intro. I'm a personal coach. I used to suffer from uh, severe social anxiety, uh, overcame that and started coaching people using EFT since, you know, 2009. I've I've been working with hundreds of people for thousands of hours and uh, I I use EFT to help them overcome social anxiety or at least it's one of the the more well-known techniques out there. I use some other weird techniques, but um, that's for a different story. Anyway, so EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, and it's an innovative technique that combines modern psychology with ancient Chinese medicine, and it rapidly releases negative emotion. It can be seen as a psychological form of acupuncture, but instead of using needles, you tap on certain acupressure points on the face and body while you focus on traumatic memories or painful emotions. Now, I realize this sounds really strange or weird if you've never heard it for the first time, but the process of this tapping somehow processes the emotions and you end up experiencing relief. Now, EFT is scientifically proven to be effective. It's recommended by PhDs, used by millions of people worldwide. Uh, It's been on Dr. Oz, Psychology Today, Huffington Post. It's it's rapidly gaining exposure because it's so effective. Um, it's 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 also a very gentle technique in that you don't have to you know go out there and forcefully face your fears. Uh, you can actually use it to um, look at why is it that you're afraid. So why is it that you're so afraid of embarrassment? Well, because I had this relationship with my mom, or I had this relationship with my dad, or when I was twelve, you know, I had to read out loud <clears throat> in front of the class, and I became embarrassed. And now when I'm in a situation that is similar, every time I get that embarrassment back, it gets triggered. The tapping can go back to wherever that embarrassment uh, comes from, its origin, and then release it and let go of it 
and you know you, you'll you'll experience amazing results. Anyway, I use DFT to overcome my own social anxiety, and I uh, help many people. Uh, many other people do the same, and the guy you'll hear from in just a moment is someone who experienced the power of EFT as well. Uh, that's enough of me talking. <laughs> Enjoy the interview. Siamak, why did you uh, decide to reach out for coaching, and like, what what was the problem that you that you experienced that you came to see me for? Yeah, um, actually, the problem uh, was mostly when I was in some certain. Uh, social situations uh, such as being in the center of attention or uh, uh, even as simple as uh, introducing myself to a group of people at work or uh, when the number of people uh, are bigger than for example four or five people and I don't know them or even I know them sometimes uh, I got extremely anxious and uh, I felt uh, very bad I was shaking and uh, even a simple introduction was a big challenge for me sometimes at work to introduce myself to a couple of people and that was the issue that uh, at first I thought that uh, this is this is me. I didn't think that I have a challenge, but I was thinking that I was born this way. Mm. So I thought everything is normal until like eight, nine years ago. When I was started working in a company uh, in which uh, I should talk about my work every day for a couple of minutes, very simple task. Mm about the progress of the projects. And that was a nightmare for me. Like a group of people was listening. And that was something that uh, really um, was difficult for me. And I was very nervous, very anxious. And I had too much problem. And the biggest problem was that they noticed my anxiety. And I pushed myself to to look normal and I was unable to do that and it was automatic as soon as it was my turn even before it was my turn uh, my heart was pounding and I felt very bad and I was blushing and uh, that was one of those moments was where Worst moment in in my life, if I want to describe it. Mm. So after uh, that, those events, um, I started to think about that, and I searched for uh, a solution. And I realized, no, that's that's something that I can fix. I attended some uh, CBT sessions by some psychologists and mindfulness approaches, some other approaches uh, for some sessions and studied some books, especially CBT, and tried to have some exposure to the situations that I I, I had problems, such as being in the center of attention, which was very painful. But to be honest with you, they didn't work. Mm. And 
I gave up, to be honest with you, after like a couple of months working, I ordered another package online. They sent it to my house, a, a book and a CD, and I went through them and worked with them and worked with some psychologists. I had a little bit progress that was not noticeable. And I I said, okay, that's the way that I have to continue my life. And because it's not very, uh, it doesn't play very important role in my job, uh, but I could survive it this way and I had no problem to continue. But that was something that uh, always kept my mind busy that I should resolve this issue not only because of job or some certain situation because I would like to <clears throat> live the life in my fullest potential. Mm. And I realized that if I fix this issue, it opens some other uh, uh, opportunities to uh, my life. So beginning uh, January, February this year, I started to think about that again, to give it a try. I searched in the internet. I had no idea about energy psychology or other approaches. But... uh, I Googled it and like public speaking, fear of public speaking and other uh, keywords. And it popped up with lots of information about uh, energy psychology, logo synthesis, EFT, and I had no idea. I, at least I spent a month on this. Finally, I came um, with this conclusion that EFT seems to be a more effective uh, approach. However, I was very skeptical about it and I did more research and listened to some podcasts and educated myself and I realized that it's bigger than to be a spam. And I found out that many psychologists, PhDs, uh, practitioners, are working in energy psychologies in different fields of energy psychology and their clients have had amazing results. So I said, why I should not try it? Because that's something I I felt. On the other hand, I I think that that is the responsibility of every person to fix these type of issue, to get to the better level of life and better level of confidence. And uh, so through that research, I got familiar with uh, you. And uh, obviously that was, uh, that was, I was fortunate enough to uh, have those sessions. Hmm. Nice. And, and, um, Was there also a moment that you're like, all right, I have enough of this? Because you came to me with a certain goal, didn't you? Yes, definitely. The reason that I started like three, four months ago to look for uh, to look for healing of this issue was an, an event, which I told you that was the 25th wedding ceremony. Hmm. And I really like to have a quick speech 
in front of their uh, friends and uh, relatives. Uh, usually we had lots of parties and everybody enjoyed it, but nobody talked anything and I had no speech. Uh, but this time I said, okay, that's a good time that I have a speech. And that was another uh, motivation. But the biggest motivation was uh, the more I looked at the, these approaches, the more I got uh, hopeful and optimistic about that should work, and I and I believe that I, if I fix this issue, it's it's a big uh, a big moment and big uh, opportunity for me. Hmm. So that occasion obviously played a, a role, but that was not all. Uh, and. If you want, I can uh, explain uh, about the experience I had in my wedding ceremony. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll save that uh, the the creme de la creme for a little bit later. But yeah, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, just a couple of questions that I popped off the internet. <clears throat> um, that can I want to draw out your experience and your thinking, you know, before, during and after the coaching so that people get an experience, uh, you know, they can probably relate to it because, you know, we tend to, we tend to think that we're very unique and we are, but we also have a lot of similarities and what we think is very, uh, personal is, is usually very universal. It's like a common understanding in ther therapy land. So uh, my, uh, my question is, uh, <clears throat> what was the obstacle that would have presented you from investing in coaching, if any? The, the biggest obstacle was I, I was not very, uh, con I, I was not convinced that these approaches work. Hmm. Like I had CBT, I had mindfulness, I had some exposure to a scary situation, like when I say scary, it means, I mean, it's scary for me, such as being in the center of attention. Mm. And it didn't work, or it worked a little bit. I, I can't say it didn't work. It, it obviously worked, but uh, uh, it, I didn't get to the point that I say, okay, I'm confident now, or I, I got the expected result. So that's why I said, okay, that's probably part of me. I was born like this. Mm. That was like hard-coded in my mind. Uh, I couldn't believe that someone which has this type of anxiety, I don't know, I can call it social anxiety. Or because social anxiety from my point of view is very broad definition. But I was very anxious in some certain uh, situations. So I was thinking that this doesn't work. That was the biggest uh, right. bottleneck. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because uh, what? <laughs> thanks for bringing that, that up. That's a good point. Like uh, that happens for a lot of people. Like you have a problem, and first of all, you realize that you have a problem, and you're like, "Oh, okay. I have social anxiety. Hmm. This is something that is known, and it's something that apparently you can do something about." And then you try a couple yeah. of things. And so you try the first thing, and now you you know you, you learn that the thing that you um, are suggested is a solution. So you're like, I have a problem. Here's a solution. I'm gonna give this a go. I feel hopeful that I can resolve this if I just do this approach that I'm suggested. And then you try yeah. the approach, 
and it doesn't work, now your hope <laughs> is a bit more crushed and you're like, oi, uh-oh, that's not a good sign. Yes. Maybe it's me. And then you try another approach and that also doesn't work. And now you're even more deflated and defeated. And now you start to despair. Like, oh my God, what if I can never overcome this? And you start to believe, yeah. man, there must be something totally wrong with me. Maybe I'm broken. And it could be very, very scary to have that. And also what happens uh, when you try a bunch of things is mm -hmm. like, I don't want to get my hopes up again to get crushed again. Because having your hopes up and then have it completely crushed is a very painful experience. And your subconscious exactly. actually starts to protect you by, by becoming skeptical. And, uh, yes. you know, by saying, all right, well, you know, let's just do very, very good research and look for any potential thing that says that this can't work. And then you can just not take action on this. Because what if yep. you try it and this doesn't work too? Are you sure you really want to yes. get your hopes crushed again? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly the reason that I was uh, – that, that was the biggest obstacle and the biggest challenge that I, I couldn't convince myself that there is an approach that can be worked. On the other hand, I thought that this – my case might be a very, very tough case. Mm -hmm. Like many, many others I heard – from many others, other people that uh, think that their case is the toughest case. Right. I I was the same thing that I said no. This case obvious probably has no uh, resolution. Or, uh, there is there is no way to fix my issue. That mm. that was the obstacles that uh, uh, blocked me to blocked me actually to. Uh, or I was stuck with this type of uh, negative thinking hmm. that stopped me to uh, try any approach. But I'm very, very happy that I found this approach. And I learned a lot, not only about this approach, I learned about uh, myself. Hmm. And that was something that there is always a gift in any challenge that... Uh, my anxiety issue guided me to know myself more and as a result uh, to love myself and allow myself to return to the natural state of health and well-being. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, that, that, was, that was the case. Hmm. And uh, you, you mentioned that you didn't necessarily have social anxiety because you had uh, situations in which you were comfortable such as uh, you know with your family and everything uh, but yep. once you you know once you were the center of attention you can be yourself yep. and in a couple of other situations as well uh, if if i remember correctly where you didn't yep. right like i don't want to put any words in your mouth but uh I kind yeah. of am right now. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of uh, want to draw out, uh, you know, what what the whole problem was. The, as I mentioned, that the biggest problem, uh, I can't say I was fully confident in other social situations as well. Hmm. So when I say I had no problem, it means in a scale of zero to ten, my anxiety anxiety for like other situation 
was probably two or three. So I could handle the situation. Mm. But there were a couple of situations such as public speaking, giving a speech, and uh, being in the center of attention or performance situations mm. that I felt extremely, extremely anxious. On a scale of zero to ten, uh, how intense was that there? Ten. I can't say 10. In some of them, I was obviously 10, and I tried my best not to be in those those type of situations, mm, okay. either at work or any other situation. But uh, sometimes I had no choice, like that company uh, that I was working uh, eight, nine years ago, gotcha. and that was part of the job. So... As far as I remember, I was I was a shy person in overall since my childhood. As far as I remember, grade one, grade two, I was I can say I was a shy person. But I remember I was okay when uh, the teacher asked me to come in front of the school and answer the questions about the subject. Up to grade five, I think. It was not scary, and I think my problem started some in sometime probably at the age of eleven or twelve. Hmm. Uh, obviously, I remember I was very anxious in verbal uh, subjects that I needed to go in front of the students and talk about something. Grade ten, grade eleven, grade nine. I was extremely anxious. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and um, my uh, the flow of my conversations is a bit less uh, less than normal <laughs> because I got these off the internet. But uh, uh, yeah. they're good. They're good questions, though. So, what did you find as a result of the coaching process? So, in other words, um, what what results did you get? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you used a very good word when you said process. So uh, it's not just EFT. From my point of view, EFT is is a tool that uh, uh, just facilitate that process. Mm -hmm. So it's the process of uh, releasing all emotions and as a result becoming who you really are and reconnect to your true self. Hmm. And EFT as a tool helped me. That's my understanding. I'm not expert in this field, but I try to read as much as I can. And through the sessions that we had, I learned a lot. And the podcast that I every day listen to, at least one of them, uh, especially from you, I realized that that is a process, like uh, there are some other steps involved, such as uh, uh, acceptance and Mm self-acceptance. So it has nothing to do with EFT itself, but it's the part of the process. And those are very important concepts that I learned through this because I'm a technical person working on my field, usually uh, reading my books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this type of stuff was sort of new for me, but I'm getting more and more interested in 
uh, human brain and psychology and uh, especially energy psychology because it worked for me hmm. and I'm very excited for that and uh, as I said healing is not much about getting better as about letting go everything that does not belong to you and getting rid of all negative beliefs releasing all emotions and becoming uh, who you really are uh, who you really are and uh, I call it recovery of your t- true self that's uh, and reconnecting and uncovering the richness that I have always been and what I found is that I was disconnected to my true self because of the events happened in my life, especially in my childhood, which most of us have these type of events. Uh, so uh, even such as being bullied by classmates or humiliated by parents, relatives or teachers and so on. Yeah. And yeah. these were something that helped me to uh, to realize what's going on and uh, to know myself better. Hmm. Yeah. 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 We worked through a couple of key memories <clears throat> uh, and we addressed a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Um, yes. And you're right that it's, it's, it's not just EFT. Uh, EFT is a tool. Like it's a tool that is very effective, but as, a, yes. as my, my mentor, uh, Dr. David Lake says, it's a, it's a release technique it's a technique that's very effective to get rid of negative emotions yeah. but uh, there's a whole process uh, of you know a therapeutic process that happens in uh, you know uh, th- throughout uh, our meetings and EFT is one of that's the true. tools psyche is another one logosynthesis is another one emotion code is another one and then <laughs> Uh, there's also the interaction between the two of us and your beliefs are being challenged and changed yes. and shifted around and you know uh, emotions are being released and past events are cleared up um, so that you get to be present in the now and you no longer relive those old yeah. emotions from you know your your little self because that's absolutely that, that's what happens a lot okay so and, and what have you found? has changed like how how are things different now compared to how they used to be mm, the biggest difference is i feel mm, calm and relaxed in those type of situation and uh, uh, as i mentioned uh, earlier in our conversation uh, i was going to uh, give a speech quick speech in my 25th uh, years of my uh, wedding ceremony and I talked to my wife about that I to be honest with you I was not sure even up to the day of the party Hmm. so even we had those sessions I worked a lot and uh, lots of tapping and I realized something is shifting within me but because I had no exposure to the real situation Hmm. I was not sure and my wife asked me in the morning that are you gonna give your speech and I said let's see how it goes Hmm. in the the parties because 
I was not still sure <laughs> that mm, right. I can handle it. Yeah. And uh, uh, so uh, at, in the party, again, my wife, uh, after, after dinner, my wife came to me and uh, asked me if I'm willing to give my speech. Mm. And at that moment, I said, Yes, bit confident, hmm. actually, and because I felt really good, and uh, I said yes, I'm ready, and it went very well. It went much better than I expected. I was calm and relaxed. I was, and it was an amazing feeling and experience while uh, giving my speech, and after that, I felt great. Uh, in order to be able to uh, handle the situation in a calm and relaxed manner. And that was a proof, actually, for me that it, it is working and it worked for me. And it opened the door for me to continue on it uh, uh, for my personal development and heal any remaining issues that may arise in any certain situation. And my speech was recorded by uh, by a friend in the party and I watched it at least 10 times so far in the <laughs> last three, two, three weeks. And I really enjoy my confidence and um, having fun while I'm giving my speech. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you send yeah, it to that, me. That, yeah, that was an amazing, amazing experience. And to be honest with you, as I mentioned, I was not sure to give my speech up to the up to the party. Even in the morning, I had some tapping. I practiced, and I said, "Okay, when I'm in the real situation, how I would feel." Yeah. But when I was in the party, I was close to that situation. I felt very calm and relaxed. And my wife asked me, are you going to give your speech? I said, yes, with confidence. And it went very well. I was interrupted by audiences a couple of times because of uh, clapping. Uh, clapping. And uh, after I continued uh, without any issue, calm and relaxed, I finished my sentences. And I think everybody enjoyed my speech. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying, I want to speak to that a bit, is uh, I, I didn't know how I was going to do up until the moment itself. Yeah. So <clears throat> what often happens is uh, you – okay, so say you start out with a public speaking fear such as uh, what, what happened for you and it's a 10 out of 10 strong and you do the work within the coaching sessions and you release that fear. Then at the end of it, when you think about it, you feel calm and relaxed. And that's that's yes. that's where the shifts and changes happen. But then, all right. So at the end of the sessions, you can picture it, and you can visualize it, and you feel good. But that's as far as we can test it within the session, right? The real test comes into in in the real world, <laughs> and that's what you're describing. And then it's like, all right, well, it's I, I still feel comfortable now. Okay, it's getting closer to the speech. I still feel comfortable now. Oh, normally I'm starting to get really anxious now, but I'm still comfortable. Hey, uh, you know, it's about time, a couple of minutes before I'm giving my speech. I'm still relaxed. Now I'm being asked. All right, there's still no anxiety. 
uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then you're doing it. And people often report that they're like surprisingly calm and relaxed, like a feeling yes. that, you know. Yes. Other than just something came to my attention that other than calm and relax, I didn't care about uh, people's judgment because mm-hmm. one of my biggest problem in those situations was uh, people's judgment and how how I look, my voice is shaking or my voice is good or uh, am I doing good like the performance uh, perspective, yes. uh, these increased my anxiety, hmm. and uh, I I was totally calm. I I didn't care about uh, people's judgment, right? And and I that was another factor that I want to add to the um, consideration that. That was another shift. Uh, right now, if I go to a social uh, situation, I really don't care about people's judgment and uh, other stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, and, and that comes from um, you know, the self-acceptance. It's like, hey, I, I accept myself. <laughs> I accept myself to the point where I'm okay with whatever you think of me because I, I'm okay yes. with me. And, uh, exactly, you know, exactly. You, you've got permission yeah, that to think what you want to think. <laughs> exactly. Self-acceptance was was very uh, interesting uh, concept that I went through a couple of times uh, to your uh, website as well as I read uh, some other articles, especially from Dr. Uh, Steve Wells, yes. which was amazing article about <laughs> self-acceptance. And I still think I'm not accepting accepting myself 100% mm-hmm. but it is it is much increased and I'm accepting myself much more than before and at first I thought acceptance or, acceptance or self-acceptance means you are okay with the situation but later when I read more about that and listen to different podcasts, I realized, no, self-acceptance means you accept your current situation and whatever and whoever you are. But at the same time, you have some goals and you have some targets and you you have some plan to to achieve those goals and targets to be be not a better person, to to uh, to be more of yourself, to be uh, your true self. Right, yeah. Acceptance isn't, well, once I'm socially confident, then I accept myself. Or once I have exactly. that girlfriend or boyfriend or amount of money or job or whatever, then I accept myself. That's not how it works. It's a, yeah. I accept myself as I am and as I change. And, yeah, uh, yeah Steve is... Uh, is, is Great, uh, one one of the people I learn uh, from, and he we did a podcast, we did a couple of podcasts, but one of them is on uh, the topic of self acceptance, and that you know I'm scrolling through to see if I can find um, Control F self acceptance. <laughs> 
Yeah, a podcast number five, self-acceptance, a key to social comfort. Yeah. So people can, you know, if you're listening to this, you can go check that out. So yeah, absolutely. All right, great stuff. So the speech went well, other things have improved. Um, let's go to a bit of... Um, but I just want to point out, isn't that amazing? So you, you mentioned... Is, is, is it, ama- it, it is amazing. And I was thinking about that... Uh, uh, FFF, uh, if I'm not fight, mistaken, flight, it's response. fight, flight, freeze response, which was an automatic process. And as soon as I I had exposure to those type of situation, I had no control and it was automatically triggered. Yeah, in the past. And I blamed all, myself always that why I cannot control this FFF hmm. not to be triggered. And I had no idea. It's, it's, it was completely automatic and I had no control over it. Now I realized it's not triggered at all. Mm-hmm. It is shut off and it, it is cut off. And yes. uh, that's something amazing that I realized that FFF uh, is, not re- uh, is not triggered. And I think the biggest reason is those some of those emotions are released and... I feel safe. That's right. In those type of situations, which uh, play very important role to my confidence and being calm and rela- relaxed. Yes, absolutely. So, as you were describing nine years ago, when you had to do these uh, presentations, and you know, you also mentioned that you did a bunch of Toastmasters. Um, yeah. When, when you were in those situations, you didn't feel safe to be yourself. For you know yeah. various beliefs, I'm not good enough. I I don't deserve to be the center of attention. Exactly. What if they're going to reject me? What if they're going to make fun of me? What if they say something stupid? All of those kinds of beliefs and fears cause you to not feel safe in that situation because of past yes. experiences and programming and so on. And then be, because your brain in those situations read it like, uh oh, there's possible danger here. That's when it fires off that fight, flight, freeze response, which leads to those anxiety symptoms. You know, you're racing hard, exactly. lumping your throat, tightness in your chest, mind blanking out. You know, not possible to be funny, uh, not possible yeah. to think on your feet because you're just overtaken by this response, which is the body's natural survival response in order to yes. be able to deal with that danger that your that your subconscious mind perceives. So exactly. As we've shifted and changed that around, as we dealt with and released those reasons for why you didn't feel safe, now you, you know, did that uh, presentation, mm-hmm. that speech at your uh, at your wedding ceremony, and it's not there. And what I was trying to say is like, isn't it amazing? It was a ten, and now it's a zero because that that whole exactly. that whole fight, flight, freeze response doesn't get activated if there is exactly. nothing to be, you know, if your brain doesn't perceive there to be a danger it it won't fire off that response which is exactly exactly Uh, i i was thinking about what happened because i'm i'm a technical person i'm not this a psychologist but uh, i try to analyze and think about what happened i think eft or this process opens a door to talk to the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. through those tapping. As far as I found, find out through uh, 
different articles and books and podcasts, subconscious mind is much, much bigger than conscious mind. Yes. Probably 95% of our intelligence is subconscious or even more. And just 5% or less is conscious mind. And uh, whenever conscious mind talk to subconscious mind, subconscious mind wins. That's right. So that's uh, EFT and this process helped me to talk to my subconscious mind and let him know that you are safe, uh, release some emotions and some other things that I can't recall, you know better than me. And uh, now it, as a result, I, I had those type of shifts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you're subcon- You've got a conscious mind, which is, uh, yeah, exactly about five percent. You know, some experts have different ideas: five percent, ten percent, two percent, whatever. It's yeah. it's a small percentage compared to the subconscious mind, which is the bigger part of you. Uh, it's actually not. It, it's it doesn't have a personality of it own of its own. You can kind of compare it to a tape recorder. It records all the information from even before you were born, and it tries to make sense of the world um, by store it, it you know it holds all the information so from the moment you're born um, all the experiences yep. that you have all the sounds the smells the taste sensations uh, it's it's all stored there in in the subconscious and from experiences that you have it's it it learns things and in order to start to form a map of the world so that it can yes. navigate you through it safely, because its main, uh, its prime directive is survival to keep you safe. Exactly. And, and, and so, uh, you know, it learns particular beliefs um, from experiences. So, if you're constantly criticized by your parents, for example, it might it might learn. Okay, I'm not good enough, and that's that's an interpretation of the experience that you're having over and over. And since that is the case, your subconscious is like, all right, I need to take on this belief because this is the way the, the world works. And I need to have an as accurate map of reality as possible so that I can navigate through the world as safely as possible. And so yes. you're, you're running around with these beliefs, you know, and then you might have a bully experience uh, or, right. you know, you, you might get punched in the face out of nowhere and you're like, uh-oh, I got to be careful. I can't trust people. Boom. Now that belief is also in there. And these beliefs, right. you know, they're running the show. They're, they're, they're linked to your, to your nervous system and they're operating on that subconscious level. And that's why yep. out of the blue, all of a sudden, you can get triggered by a feeling of insecurity or a feeling of shame, or whatever, and we're just reliving the emotions of these past experiences, and we're perceiving the world through these beliefs that we have learned. And um, right. <laughs> consciously, it's very difficult to change that. So when you're triggered by something, and you feel really anxious, just saying to yourself, oh, I'm okay, this is not really bad, um, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll be fine, <laughs> you know, try it and, and see how it works it doesn't really work you know it works a little bit maybe you get a right. little bit of reassurance but right. it's just tiny compared to you know exactly actually exactly being, because yeah because that fff is triggered by subconscious mind and uh, you have no control and 
I think this type of issue is cannot be a result through conscious mind. No. Because it's happening in the subconscious mind. Right. All right. Well, let's yeah. uh, let's uh, let's sure. switch to the next question. So, what specifically did you like most about coaching? Uh, the I at first actually I tried to learn it myself and go to the process and see how it goes. But later I realized that there might be some issues, especially in my past life, that needs therapy and needs to be seen by an, an expert or a practitioner. So uh, that was an amazing uh, uh, opportunity for me to have those sessions with you. And we went through many, uh, many issues, especially in my past life and that chart, which... Uh, With past you life, you me. mean like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, not, my not, not your former life. <laughs> <laughs> not my former life. Uh, I mean my childhood. Right. And uh, uh, those charts that you helped me to uh, go through and go one by one to release those emotions... That was something that obviously I was not able to do that myself because I, I don't know that uh, type of things. So we went through many other things in uh, I can't recall exactly, but uh, the biggest one as far as I remember was those uh, emotions and the chart that we went through uh, and we went through each one by tapping to release those emotions. And instead of uh, reliving my past life at present, I was emotionally uh, free. I can recall lots of events without any emotion. On the other hand, there was something in my subconscious mind that I couldn't recall, but very roughly, very like not clearly remember something about I was uh, humiliated by, for example, my dad. And the beauty of EFT is, as far as I found is, you don't need to recall the exact uh, event in your uh, childhood. It works. You can just imagine that something happened and you were bullied or you were humiliated by someone and go through tapping and uh, it works hmm. okay. that was the biggest advantage of coaching i think hmm. and uh, what did you like most about it like was it enjoyable was it painful uh, it was mostly enjoyable than uh, painful the painful part was when you asked me to remember some of the uh, uh, bad experience and event in my childhood, hmm. which I had to remember. It was not super painful, but obviously thinking about those type of uh, memory, it, it's it's not uh, it's it's not a pleasure. I yeah, mean, it, nobody likes it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, but uh, that was the painful part. But the enjoyable part was the tapping and. The, the fun way that you handle the situation. I remember in the last uh, session, you, 
you discovered a seriousness with, uh, within me. Mm-hmm. And we tapped through that. I realized, yes, I try to be serious in those situations. And that is a kind of disconnection between my real self and my true self mm. and who I really am. And that caused another anxiety. Mm-hmm. Why I was very serious probably because I want to have respect from other people. Right. And I found out if I'm serious. And we went through tapping through those type of uh, uh, emotions hmm. and we cleared, uh, cleared them up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Uh- the I just want to be clear for people. So the the pain that you experienced thinking about those memories, we're not talking about, you know, going through extensive detail of traumatic memory and reliving all the pain and so on. Exactly. Right? Like the yeah. it you recall it and then it's now we know what to focus on and then we actually start releasing it. Right? Exactly. Because people might be, oh, right. like I don't want to be, I don't want to think about any of my traumas, and I don't want to be re-traumatized. Right. This is a very gentle approach. So you know, right. while while you experience some negative emotions, as we bring them into your consciousness, uh, we then immediately start releasing them. So it's just short-lived uh, thing. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Three other benefits of coaching. Hmm. <laughs> 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 It's a tough question. I so I think because it's done by a expert, by an expert or practitioner. Uh, obviously, they can identify the source of the issue, and they do root cause analysis, and they can go through each uh, single emotion, which might be related to your anxiety and they clear all of them. So I think that should uh, answer your question. I don't know let about me, two others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, me be, let me be more specific, okay? What I meant is, um, you know, what are three other benefits in your life as a result of the coaching? Oh, three other benefits in my life through uh, coaching. So obviously, I, I learned about the process much better mm-hmm. because when it's provided by, a, by an expert or practitioner, at the same time that you are practicing the process, you learn and you realize uh, how to handle it in, in, by yourself. When, when it's needed because I still think that there are lots of things that I have to go through and uh, release the emotion using this EFT technique it's yes. not the end of a story it's, mm-hmm. I had a great, great great progress I'm very happy for the amount of time that I spent I learned a lot about myself I learned about, about some very interesting uh, concepts but at the same time, it's it's not finished. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the beginning of the uh, personal develop. I, yeah, it's I call it personal development to be to be closer to your true self. Yeah. So it's a process of probably lifetime, but 
probably at the beginning you need to spend more time than like after five years. It might happen after five years you have some emotions that need to be cleared. But uh, so my biggest point it's it's not the end of a story it's not finished yet for me mm-hmm. i i'm much more confident i'm i don't care about people's judgment i'm more relaxed in social situations especially uh, uh, when i'm in the center of attention uh, attention and i'm in spotlight but i still think i have lots to do hmm. yep yeah. So there's, yeah. there's always room for improvement. <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah. And uh you know, when you focus on a particular issue and you resolve that issue, then it's like, wow, that's amazing. What else can I do? <laughs> you know, what's the next exactly. level that I can that I can move to? Right? Yeah. Um for for myself, exactly. um it's it started out with uh feeling less anxious that was already great then you know no 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 longer feeling general anxiety which was great then feeling no anxiety but having difficulty connecting with people then you know being able to connect effortlessly which was great you know and and now currently i'm also not where i want to be i'm where i want to be socially but you know i want to be in a really amazing connected uh, relationship with an amazing woman and I'm not exactly. there yet. I'm comfortable interacting with them but I don't have that yet. So I'm looking with, with, with my mentor at, okay, so how can I move to that level? Because I have high standards when it, when it comes to uh, what I want and so there are always higher levels which is an exciting thing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And as I mentioned before, I just want to reiterate that uh, Uh, there is always a gift in any challenge. Mm -hmm. So in one side, uh, on one hand, I had, I had lots of uh, bad events in my life and it caused my social anxiety and uh, I was feeling very bad in those type of situations. And I tried my best to avoid those type of situations and not to be in the next level of my life, my career, my job. Another thing just came to my attention, feeling better and more confident in those type of situation can lead me to a better job. Mm. I can be in like a leadership job in my field and obviously I can play uh, important role in my community. I really, I would like to be more uh, active in my community if there is any issue with children, with uh, any facility that I can handle, giving a speech in front of people. That's, that's, that's amazing. When you go to your community and talk about your ideas and help other people, and that's something that, that that's amazing, and I my goal is to get to reach to that point, to help uh, my community, my community, and uh, hopefully in the future, people of my country. Hmm. Hmm. Nice, beautiful, good thing to. Even uh, I say my country, to. I mean my original country. Sure. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, two more questions. Would you recommend coaching? If so, why? Definitely. As I mentioned, uh, coaching uh, can uh, do root cause analysis in your problem and through some questions. Uh, they can find those the source of the issue in your uh, childhood and they can spot that particular problem which is related to social anxiety that's the biggest uh, advantage of coaching because it's it is done by a practitioner or uh, an expert who can do analysis and go to uh, your uh, childhood and find out what's going on through some event and release those emotions. Obviously, everybody can practice EFT by itself, but I personally recommend at least a few sessions based on the uh, tough toughness of the uh, case, but uh, that would really help. Hmm. Brilliant. All right. Um Is there anything else to add? Uh, I think, in my opinion, the best time and money that everybody can spend is what you spend on yourself to uncover your true self and enjoy the life and live the life with your full potential. Hmm. And also I have uh, two quotes from uh, Rumi. Uh, first quote is... Who, who's Rumi? Rumi is a Persian uh, poet. And uh, because I'm Persian and uh, I, Rumi is my favorite uh, person. And uh, yeah, that's why I chose yeah, awesome. Rumi. I, I, I asked him uh, <laughs> uh, if I could interview him. And uh, he, <clears throat> he's been sending me some quotes throughout... Our uh, our relationship already, and uh, the beginning yeah. of the chat is like, oh, I have a couple of quotes. I'm like, all right, let's hear it. <laughs> and if, 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 if I don't okay. ask you at the end, then uh, let's bring sure. him in. So, yeah, let's hear it. I love Rumi. The, f- the first quote is, uh, "Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it." Hmm. And the second quote is, what you seek is seeking you. Mm. Great. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the first quote, it's exactly what we do. You know, we're looking at uh, what are the barriers in the way of you feeling safe to be yourself. Another way of saying exactly. that, what are the barriers in the way of you loving yourself? And, uh, yeah. you know, w- what's in the way of that is, is those fears and beliefs that come from that, those experience, repetitive experiences and those traumatic events. So uh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Hmm. Thank you, Sebastian. Yeah, th- thank you for sharing this. Uh, that, that's, that's, uh, I really appreciate it. And I think people are going to really benefit from, from hearing no from this. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Now, if you're interested in coaching yourself, you can contact me on my coaching page 
And that coaching page is socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash social dash confidence dash coaching. Or you can just go to my website, socialanxietysolutions.com and click on the navigation bar that says coaching. Now on that coaching page, you'll find more video testimonials um, as well as you know elaborate answers to frequently asked questions. I've really put a lot of time and uh, an effort into putting that together so that you, you know, you're, you're, you're properly educated and you can make a well-informed, intelligent decision as to whether you want to sign up for a free 20-minute intro chat with, uh, with me. All right. Well, um, go to the coaching page if you're interested in coaching. Sign up for the intro chat and maybe I'll talk to you on Skype pretty soon. And uh, bye for now. Mm-hmm.